Genesis chapter 1, verses 2 to 4. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness, just make a mental note of darkness, was on the face of the deep, and the Spirit of the Lord was hovering above the face of the waters. And the what? The earth was without form and void, meaning there was chaos and disorder and destruction on the earth. And darkness was on the face of the deep. Darkness was on the face of the deep. Just make a mental note of darkness. And the Spirit of the Lord was moving on the face of the waters. Verse 3 says, And God said, Let there be light. Make a mental note of light. And God saw the light and said it was good. Verse 4, this is the crux of it. And God saw the light and it was good. And God divided, made a distinction between light and darkness. So without going any further, any deeper, because we're going to speak of kingdom soon and we'll speak on the kingdom of darkness and the kingdom of light. But I need to frame this context so that we understand when we speak of repent. Amen. Amen. So when we read in verse 2, the darkness there, as I always said before, it is not the natural absence of, or absence of natural light. The darkness there was an intentional settling, Pastor Brian, of the kingdom of darkness under the rulership of Satan. So when you read verse Genesis 1 verse 2, it is not just the absence of the sun and the moon. It is the absence of the very presence of God, meaning it's a settlement of demons under the rulership of Satan. And that's why they were chaos. So don't just read it as it was dark and no, no, no. Look at it spiritually. The kingdom of darkness was sitting on the face of the earth because God threw Satan out. Do you understand this? That's why I say Genesis 1, when you study the word of God, things did not start here. It is God just revealing unto us the sequence of events. There was a heaven and an earth existing before God started putting things in place on this planet. So the kingdom of darkness, you must imagine that when, on the face, when darkness was on the face of the deep, the amount of trillions of demons just swarming in, just conjuring destruction on the face of the, because under the rulership of Satan, who are these demons? These demons are angels that have fallen because they were deceived by Satan in heaven when he said, Listen, I'm just as beautiful as God. Look at me. I'm just as smart as Jesus. Look at me. So now what we're going to do is we're going to do a coup d'etat in heaven and go for the throne of the Most High. And because he lied to the angels, when he fell, they were supposed to fall with him. And they became demons. So these were, because they conjured up going against the light of his presence, they were thrown out and darkness consumed the very being. So everything God is, the demons are not. When God is compassionate, Satan is not compassionate. That's why I said to you, when you just cry and there's no decision in Tate to change things or to, to come to God in faith, your tears won't make the, the devil say one day, okay, no shame, I feel bad for her. The more you cry, the more excited they get because there's no compassion in any demonic spirit from Satan to the lowest ranking demon. If God is merciful, they're not merciful. That's why the Bible says he goes around like a, like a rain devouring, seeking whom he may devour. Because the enemy comes to what? Kill, steal, destroy. There's only three things you want to do with your life. If God is patient, he's impatient. If God wants to see you prosper, Satan don't want that for you. 
He may come with a proposal like he came to the demons with a proposal like a salesman and say, this is my pitch. Do you want to rule? Okay, let's go. This is it. They did not know what he was leading them in for. That's why sin don't come looking like the destruction it intends to bring to your life. It always looks nice. It always looks delicious. It always looks fun until you fall into the trap and realize, you're a sphere van earth. So whenever we play with sin, know that you are openly giving yourself unto the rulership of the kingdom of darkness. You don't have to be a witch, a sangoma, or an atheist, or a cultist, or a witch, or whatever it is, to become or under the guise and the rulership of Satan. It is just disobedience to God that causes you to be under the oppression of the kingdom of darkness. It's more than just a night out. It's more than just five minutes. It is you intentionally deciding, I'm giving myself over to the kingdom of darkness. Because unless we put it like this, we always preach the grace of God. And yes, the grace of God is good. But when you make a conscious decision to go after the things of the flesh as being tempted by Satan in the kingdom of darkness, you are giving yourself over to the total control of Satan. That's why the Bible says there will come a time where God will give them that continuously sin over to the reprobate of them. Reprobate mind. What is it? It's a mind that cannot accept Christ anymore. It's a mind that's so dark it cannot repent anymore. God does not say, Satan, he says, I will give you, Yekismos, I will give you a mind that cannot get my light anymore. It will be so dark and my light, as powerful as it is, cannot break through and I will cause it to happen. Why? You choose darkness over me all the time. The Bible says in John 1 verse 5, And darkness shone into darkness, and the darkness could not comprehend it. What is it? Reprobacy. It's a level where your darkness is too thick and nothing can break through it. The disrespect of Jesus was what? In the place where, I'm not sure it's Nazareth or wherever, but they, they disrespected him so much. When people, Simeon, an old blind man like Sabeti say, he was blind, he could not see. And even if he could saw, see a bit, he only saw a baby. Where people saw a baby, by revelation and the light of God's presence. That's why Paul said to the Ephesians, may the eyes of your understanding be enlightened. What does it mean? May your eyes of the spirit man be filled with the light and knowledge of God. So Simeon, blind naturally, when he held the baby, he saw with the eyes of the spirit, this is the Savior of God. When Shirley was standing worshiping, and when all we felt was the heat of this place and everything, a spirit man saw God and she worshiped like she never worshiped. And God said, she's ready, go fetch her. It's more than just a globe, care, darker. It's about repent. In God's verse 4, in God saw the light. What is the seeing? When you study these words in Hebrew and Greek, not to make you sound, but to get a deeper meaning, it means when God checked the light, when he observed it, but above that, when he assessed the light, he saw that it was good. What does the good mean? I am approving it because it looks like heaven. Good is not your works or you acting nice. It is, are you completely looking like heaven? I'm not shouting. I'm just very passionate about this. And God saw the light. God inspected. When he said, let there be light, there's nothing God would put his stamp of approval on without assessing and measuring it. When God looks at your business dealings, when he sees it, that's why the Bible says he is the Lord who sees. He sees me. He sees every bit of me. His eye is on me. He sees me. When he saw it, it was good. 
did not say anything about the darkness. What did he do after that? He made an intentional distinction between the kingdom of light, his presence, and the kingdom of darkness. They, it does, nowhere does it say there's a gray area where you make up your mind. And every kingdom has rules. Every kingdom. In South Africa, as dark and dirmakar as things are, there's still a place where laws are written down. That's why when people don't look at the rules, what do we always say? When, when people just drive over South, we say lawlessness. What does it mean? There's a law, but people choose to not obey it. Bible says, and God divided light from darkness. This was, and when it says light, night and day the first time, don't look at it like your calendar. It speaks of a season where God made the distinction between kingdoms. Because unless we understand it this way, we will always justify sin. Always. Yeah, I'm like this because one, two, three, four. There's always a period of grace. Even when you were hurt, Pastor Vicky, without your... I'm not saying when you have gone through stuff, don't feel bad or whatever, but don't stay there. And don't justify your bitterness and unforgiveness. Why? When you justify sin, in hell, you know what it smells like in hell? It smells to the demons, like blood smells to sharks in water. They smell out your unforgiveness and bitterness and rudeness. It's like, come, we found someone. How do you think when the Bible says when, when, when someone was delivered, uh, Brother David, when he was delivered and that, that spirit or that demon was sent out of him, unless, and he found it, when he goes around looking for a place, how do demons look for a place unless they can smell your flesh? Because the Bible said to, 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 to Satan in Genesis 3 verse 1, all the days of your life you shall crawl on your belly and you shall eat what? Flesh. What is the flesh? It's your sinful nature. When you comfort and you nurture your sinful nature, I've been born this way, it's fine. It's your reason to keep it like that but when you cow when you when you nurture it is the same as feeding a pit bull that will later eat you so it says in this spirit goes around looking for a place because that spirit that demon can do nothing without the body so it suits what does a body give to a spirit validity validation so when it sees your body it cannot do anything it cannot do anything they can just influence atmospheric because that's the second heaven. And we'll deal with that one. Remember this first, second, third. That's why Paul said, I was caught up in the third heaven. That is where the throne of God sits, right? Second heaven is the atmosphere where the demons and everything. That's why they call Satan what? The prince of the power of the air. Does it make sense? So now this spirit goes and he seeks, he seeks, he seeks. And then he smell. I smell bitterness. I smell unforgiveness. I smell a place that's clean. And then what they do is, comes, he founds Ashala. His space. Because the only thing that can fill you that will tell demons to go away are not other demons, it's the Spirit of God. That's why one body had over a thousand demons in him, the man of Gadara, a legion of demons, speaks of a certain section of an army. So these were not just demons, they were military demons caused to bring warfare and destruction in one body. So even when a demon comes and he sees one in you, my wife, that you are nurturing because of what I've done or your parents have done and whatever it is, and you nurture it because you feel justified, they don't care what your reason is, they just find validation to come in. So it comes in and the spirit of anger says, oh yeah, who are you, spirit of lust, come in. And then the spirit of lust invites all his other friends and he says, the spirit that was in you first comes with seven words. So God had to come and make a clear distinction. 
Before he did all the miracles things, Caleb, where God would look at the ground and says, and let the ground spread forth herbs and all these things and sprout forth. And before God made all these things, he said, I must first do something in the spirit. Now, many times we want to change our lives first in the material one as the off show. And God is like, stop it. Your spiritual atmosphere over the home you want to build, the car you want to buy is still filthy. God needs to first come and bring distinction between light and darkness. The kingdom of God. Kingdom of God is not a religious organization. It is the place where the king of kings rule from. The kingdom of darkness is ruled by the prince of darkness, which is who? Lucifer. Are we together? We'll, we'll speak more on kingdoms next week as the Holy Spirit allow. Now listen to this. There's no gray area. Last night I was sitting making notes. And I'm glad actually I switched the TV off when Chiefs were playing nonsense because I wouldn't have caught this that I'm going to say now. You're not but for Chiefs. Oh, my father. Check this. Just this one line I received. Check this. At any given time, you are under the lordship of either kingdom. You're not catching it. At any given time. Let me speak to the leaders. You, Greg, are under the lordship of either Lucifer or Yahweh. You don't have to start wearing black, listening to heavy metal, because we have this picture in our mind what evil looks like. And that's why religious people wanted to kill um, um, Philip and Stephen. Why? Because he spoke from the kingdom of light. That's why the Bible says what? You look like the kingdom you're in. What's your attitude? That's why the Bible says when he was teaching an usher, Stephen was an usher, a deacon serving the apostles. He was so full of the power of God, his face started looking like the kingdom where he comes from. So, guys, the Bible says, Acts chapter 6 verse 15, And as they looked up to him, teaching the word of God, his, eye, his face looked like that of an angel. Why? Because he could not hide the kingdom that is in. Eventually, the kingdom that's in you, because kingdom is in you, it's not on you, it starts taking over your natural. That's why people, when you're involved in sin, your natural form looks after the things you do. Guys, Stephen, in the spirit, in, in, nat in natural, many people that were religious and foolish, they would have looked at him and said, ah, this is just an usher, I want to speak to the apostles. And then he greets them at the gate. Hi, I'll call Apostle Peter now. Not knowing, they're touching the very power of God. Do we get it? Religiosity will make you prof, miss the gift of God. Because it does not sound like T.D. Jakes. But then he greets them. And he goes past. And then he hears the apostles are busy and he walks angry because spiritual eyes are darkened. And he could not see as he walked, no man, this is a man of God. Stephen was so full of the power of God, serving tables. Who said you need a pulpit? Guys, the Bible says he walked doing miracles. And coming from there, we would come to the apostles. Guys, are you ready to eat? And serve them. Peter, his water. Apostle, God bless you. Um, Apostle Andrew, um, more water. Yes. And then go out and say, come out. And go back and make their beds. Guys, stop this thing. Of respecting me. Disrespecting your brother, your sister. We 
we, we cannot speak of deep revelations if we miss the basics. This is basics. It's basics. Every kingdom, every single kingdom is just a bed. There's rules that you go by. That's why even if my wife makes me angry, I'm provoked. Fra! And I said, Lich, baby, send it. worry. I'm serious. When we have words, the Holy Spirit convicts me so much. I just go and say, sorry, baby. She does the same. Then when we come and we speak about it. Because I said, examine me, Holy Spirit. I'm not perfect. But what I'm saying is, Pastor Brian, I really want to get to a point where the, Jesus said, the prince of this world. He wasn't lying. When, when Satan came and said, I've got these kingdoms. <laughs> Worship me. What did Satan want? He says, I will give you this. He says, I will give you success. But I will have victory. What is victory? He's overpowering your soul. So Satan wanted to go back, sorry, and see Jesus standing with kingdoms and going to the Father like, is this your son? Like Black Panther, is this your king? That is your king. Here's his soul. And Jesus was standing with tears in his eyes because he ran after success, but he gave up the victory. Repent. It's more than just stop drinking. It's a whole change in you. A whole change. Because as I said, if this is your bitterness and you give it up, but you still have capacity for sin, you will take up hatred. You see, hatred is bigger than bitterness. And yet you can come here and preach. Why? Because you've been to Bible school. That does not qualify you. The ones who killed Philip and Stephen and the apostles, the one who took out the eyes of, of, of John Apostle, John the Revelator in Revelations. He was blind. You know the book of Revelation was written by blind men. Took out his eyes. So we needed the eyes of the understanding to write the book of Revelations. Imagine a blind man coming and saying, I, and I saw the Lord. High and... What would we say, religious people? Let me further shock you. It was in Patmos. Do you know what Patmos was? It was an island that they used to exile prisoners. And they put him in chains. And all he asked for was, just give me a pen and a book. There's too much revelation coming. I cannot stop it. His current situation does not stop the Holy Spirit from moving. That's when you're in the kingdom of God. And even this thing, this body, it's flesh, dust. Where does dust? Earth. But the spirit man was not contained. Let's go on. So in some. So at any given time, you're under the lordship of either kingdom. There's no gray area. And next week we will deal with where people justify doing funny things and saying, no, it's fine. I will, I will, I will serve God in my home. How, you, you, <laughs> it's like you saying, I'm, I'm going to be a South African alone with my family. Near boy, yes, in South Africa, you're South African. <laughs> you can't now wake up and say, yeah, Sir Ramaphosa makes me angry. I'm going to write my own constitution, Moeti constitution. Now when the cops come, when he beats, Mama, I know you don't do it. <laughs> I didn't see anything. Maybe in the past. No. So, <laughs> so when he hits her, and Tsepo, their son, calls the cops. Check this. He can't say, your laws don't apply to me. They will say, take out your ID. What's written there? South African. 
by virtue of this being an illegal act anywhere in the world. But now that you're here, we arrest you based on the laws of this kingdom. Does it make sense? Based on the laws of what? This kingdom. How can we claim to live in the kingdom of light and have attitudes of the kingdom of darkness and also yet once the benefits of the kingdom of light? There's just no way, Jared. If you, and this is the thing, Prof. If you choose, there's one thing that God will not take away. It's your power to choose. If you choose, open-mindedly, Eunice, to do certain things, God respects your choice. Now, the respect choice there is when people misinterpret it. Respecting your choice does not mean um, I'm agreeing to it. And God saw your choice and said it was good. Now, God looks at your choice and like, this is foolishness. But respecting your choice is I will not take it away from you. Respecting your choice is not salute me on, dies me on, respect. No, no, no. Respecting your choice is this nonsense. This is what God thinks of our choices sometimes. We think God is this that speaks in Shakespearean language. Your choice does not require mine favoreth. However, God is like, it's based on nonsense. And he will tell the Holy Spirit, convict this one because I love her. And on top of the conviction, you choose. Yes or no? And every single choice shows us in which kingdom you're from. Are we learning something? Are we learning something? All kingdom citizens are recorded. Remember when you get some form of identification, birth certificate, one of the things your parents want there, and that's why with much respect, people from the borders of South Africa, in the Sardic region especially, some, this is what they do. Because things in their countries are so bad, when they are pregnant, they jump the border or they come legally and give birth here. That's why in Dubai, Dubai don't just, not just going to give you citizenship. When you're pregnant, they say, Mama, go back, give birth, get your birth certificate from South Africa, then you come back. Because you're not a citizen from here. So you're not going to bring citizens. That's why when you're born, they come. Officials at the hospital from home affairs. They give you some kind of proof that you can take to the official office that represents the kingdom of South Africa. And you go and say, okay, there's proof this child was born here. Then they write you up as a kingdom in the books. As a kingdom of, the, as a citizen of the kingdom. Right? Does it make sense? So all citizens are recorded. You have to get this for the next verse. Give us the next verse. Revelations. Because sometimes we go to funerals and stuff and we preach this without full understanding. Also, I saw that there, this is someone that was blind that saw this with the spirit man. God has got a funny sense of humor. A funny sense of humor. He says, there's so much revelation that I've got planned for John, but I cannot give it to him when he can see. People will question the visions. And I saw the dead, the great, the small, standing before the throne. What does that speak of? Throne speaks of king, kingdom. Right, meaning there's only one judge and the books were open. What does books speak of? Records. Let me show you. Every single thing you do, David, is recorded in heaven. Am I lying? Psalm 139, the Bible says, How great and wonderful are your thoughts toward me. All my days were written in your books. There are angels literally sitting all of eternity recording things about every single human being. And in the books of Greg, Greg Morris, has his own book, Yelashenia book. There's no joint accounts in heaven. 
So don't, when you are, when she's late for church, I'm going to come here to come here, I'm going to come here, I'm going to come here. I'm going to come here. Los o mas elatas. Ek kyk af, sorry my bro, ek moes nie reig geexpose het. So is in die boek, en nie, hoekom soek jy die skrif, waar is die skrif, wat is die skrif soek jy? Check this guys, so every kingdom records, right? Every kingdom records. So jy sê, and the books were opened. So the books, the plural, speaks of individual books. They speaks of individual lives and individual actions and works. So in sum, the books were open, and another book, this is one book that pertains to the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God. One book. There's books, then there's a book. And it's weird how people worry more about the bookie when someone passes away. I'm just lost that topic. And I'm not saying go and cancel your, it's, it's important. I mean, there's, there's less stress when someone passes away. But that can be the only bookie that you worry about. Okay. Which is the book of life, and the dead were judged according to their works. That is written in the book. So just as you have a book, just as there's a book in heaven regarding your works, there are also demons recording yourself. That's where we get familiar spirits from. So when you think that you're making a decision to sin, you are just giving yourself over because you don't want the discipline that comes with being a believer, it's fine. God gives it to you. But also know there are demons that record every single detail of you. That's why God could... That's why the Bible tells us that the sons of God, which is the angels of God, would come before the throne and Satan, the accuser of the brethren, would come with what? Your docket. That's what an accuser does. You're in, you're in court. Have you ever seen a prosecutor coming with anything other than, than, than what's written on? It's there. And then he comes and reads it before God and God cannot chase him away because he is a judge. Now they're in the court of law. And he says, Betty, Ruth, Unforgiving. And as he reads this, he starts smiling because he knows every single thing he reads of you has been recorded. He may lie everywhere else, but he cannot lie before the judge. So he reads the books that comes from his kingdom. The kingdom of darkness that gave them access to your life through your willful sinning. And he reads. Disrespects a husband. Shouts at children for no reason. Steals at work. But then there's a book of, sorry, scrape you. will leave your me. And there's a book of life. The dead were judged according to not what people said, according to their works. Your works. Not what Tommy made you do. Not what Tommy made you think. Your works. Because God will deal with me if I was a stumbling block to anyone. It says, judge according to, now this is the thing here. That every kingdom records. On whose books are you? Because when we study the blood of Jesus, when he came with the blood, put it on the mercy seat as a sign for the Father to forgive. So while Satan was reading your sins, Jesus was smiling. Because then they called your advocate as you were standing there accused. And remember in this court, you don't speak, your work speak. You stand there for the judge. He's a righteous judge. Alright? That's one psalm. He stands. Satan comes, he speaks. And David did this, and David did this, and David, and God checks and it's like, no, it's fine, I know this. He does, he's not lying because God would say, go out of my court, you're lying. That's a court of truth, right? And then they ask me, do you have anything to plead? And then your advocate steps in Jesus. It's like, wait, Father, wait. 
And as he lifts his hands, the signs are there. Pierced, nail pierced hands. And he comes with a proof of blood and says, Father, according to... No, Satan comes and he says, according to your law, the wages of sin is death. After having read the sins of Brian, he needs to die. And God says, yes, that's a law. Lucifer, I cannot lie. You know the, you know the laws of my kingdom. <laughs> Satan steps in like, yeah, it's it, you. But really, yeah. No, because I don't think Satan is a very polite person. That's, that's what I think. <clears throat> Have you ever sinned and the next day you lay in bed with all your sin and then you just hear that voice, yeah. Worship, yeah, worship, worship. You think Satan just stands there and laughs? No, he comes. He comes and he makes you feel like that's why you, it's a, it's a battle. Yeah. Guitar, guitar. Pling, pling, pling. Yeah. But your wife is crying there. Miss Lozai. So as these books are recorded, Jesus steps forward, nail pierce ends, says, Father, stop. They are supposed to die. But a death has already occurred. Satan's like, wait, they're still alive. Like, no, I died in their stead. Here's the proof. Here's the proof. But this is only for people that have been written in the book of life. That's the only thing. You know, when, when we, had, we had a discussion, me and you, one, one time, when you have a, 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 a case against you for whatever reason, and you're written up in a book of guilt, they call it criminal record. Then you need higher authority to expand your record. Otherwise, your criminal record limits you from doing most things. The blood of Jesus flows through these works and expunges those that repent. Not everyone that repent. So, some. so what is repentance then? Repentance is more than just, I don't do certain things. It's a conscious decision to stop things that take me legally to the kingdom of darkness. When you want secrets of heaven, God, Pastor Brian, you need to be a kingdom of heaven. Because people outside of the kingdom deserve parables. Now God is saying there's a lot of secrets that I'm going to open up, Megan. But it's only for those that, you know what's the thing? And this is, might shock you. That I may speak of these things or God may send a servant to speak the kingdom, kingdom um, secrets and all these things. But many will not catch it. Where do you catch kingdom secrets? In your spirit. So many may be here hearing it, but not catching it. Because when you repent, you give yourself to God and He rebirths you as a new person spiritually. Then when He speaks, your spirit man catches it. That's why when you repent, it's more than just, I don't want to do certain things. It's a conscious decision to have my name expunged from the record of death and written into the book of life. Why? If your name is not written in the book of life, you will be cast in the lake of fire. That's what it says. Go back to Revelations, please. That is what it is. We can't wait only for memorial service and these things. And the church is full of sin. How, Pastor Brian, how does God look at us? Sorry, this is going to sound hard, but just hear my heart. How do we have the nerve to go to the world and preach salvation? And it's not in the house of God. And I say we, we, I'm not saying you, I say we. If you have to die now, Sister Betty, are you sure your name is in the Lamb's book of life? You, are you sure? So when you repent and you say, Father, forgive me of my sins, 
I accept you as my Lord and Savior. It's more than just something you're saying after me. In the heavens, you are saying, make me a citizen of your kingdom. And write me up, record me as a citizen by writing my name in your book of life. Guys, guys, you look great. Let me say I'm a Pakistani. I'm tired of my country. This is practical, right? We have them all around us. Somali. He's tired of the war in his country. He wants to become a, a citizen of South Africa. There's things they have to do to be written up in the book. And that gives him benefits. Guys, when you repent, come quickly. When you repent, let's say this is the kingdom of light. It is like you standing. Just stand here. Saying, Father, I acknowledge. This is a, look at me. This is, this is, look. That's the world. This is now you being separated. Because salvation is not a group project. Because group projects, there's some that do 80% and some that do 5% and everybody gets the medals. But come as laws, I. Because some of us, your friends, say, like I care, I pass over, but deep down your nose, but I'm growing. Group project is when you don't want to go and sin and your friends say like, hey, my Hanuchom is floor, and then you go and do the lines with them. And tomorrow you are stuck in a lolly house and you don't know how to get out of it. Why? Because you follow the group project that the Holy Spirit warned you individually not to go. It's like you coming in the Spirit. This is what happens. And you say, Father, I acknowledge by, by virtue of my works and the life I live, I'm captive. Because the Bible says, sin has power. I'm captive by the power of sin. And therefore, I'm a, a, an unwilling citizen of the kingdom of darkness. Satan rules me. I do stuff I don't want to do. Help me, right? Forgive my sins is more than just a religious thing. To, 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 to silence your, 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 your conscience. It is you saying, wash me with the blood. Because that is your green card. Your stamp of approval to give you approval to come to this kingdom. Write my name in the... Then the blood of Jesus cleans you from all unrighteousness. It expunges your criminal record. And then Jesus takes you to the Father. The angels write you out as a new citizen of the kingdom of light. They write your name, Betty Morris, in the date when you made the confession. That's why when you are sincere in your confession, you feel it physically. It's like you're floating. But now many people want to stay here and gratify the sins of the flesh in the kingdom of darkness and want the benefits of divine protection, of healing, of provision. And God says, I love you. I will provide for you. But there will come a time when you will be overtaken by your sins. That's why the more people partake in sin, the worse they become. This kingdom is about destruction. This one is about restoration, but you have to choose where you walk. It says, if you're either cold or hot, it's fine. But when you're here, look warm. You cannot. Even if you think your foot is somewhat here, in the eyes of God, you are rooted here. Repent for the kingdom of God. Is Jesus said, I cannot tell you about the kingdom. Oh, this is rather a John. But I cannot tell you about the kingdom that Christ is coming to bring unless you repent. It's not for you. 
There are religious people that are in the kingdom of darkness and because they know verses, Satan knows it. He says to Jesus, is it not written? Your verses, your Bible school, oh, it means nothing. Thank you, sister. We look like the world. We sound like the world. The world don't even know the difference. How do you sit in the tents of wickedness and don't feel conviction? It means you are part of the kingdom. You don't need to sell drugs, use it, steal it. Guys, this is not condemnation. The Bible says the rich man and Lazarus, when they died, and I'm finishing off. The rich man had lots of things, and the, and, and the poor man had nothing, Lazarus. And they both died. And they could take nothing with them except their works. And the rich man was in torment. He says, only a drop of water. And Lazarus' work spoke for him. Not his condition, his works. And when you die, this is what happens when you die. You die. And it's either servants of the kingdom of light angels that comes to carry you to the bosom of Father Abram or the demons that drag you to be eternally condemned. Hell is real. Stop playing with the grace of God. Stop playing with the grace of God. We like revelations. We like hearing about breakthroughs and all these things. And it's nice. There's nothing wrong. I like teaching them. Sometimes the Holy Spirit says, stop. Yay, Esther. Repent. Yay. Before you preek, yay. Pakir. And tell my people, I'm still a God that loves holiness. Greatest need. It's not another job. We thank God for jobs. We prayed for it. Because many people, they pray, they're desperate for God because the situation is desperate. As soon as the offer letter comes through Brother Keenan, what happens? Then we disappear into insignificance. And we go back to celebrate the blessings of the kingdom of light in the kingdom of darkness. Someone made a statement once, and why do we go and celebrate in the clubs what we received in church or through prayer? And this is not judgment. Guys, you know me. This is not judgment. But I'll be a very bad pastor if I only teach you good things. Because one day I'm going to stand before God. He's going to say, what did you tell my people? When I said, tell them to repent because I love them. You, because you didn't want to lose members, you changed the message to each their ears. Repent. For the kingdom of God is at hand. Last verse, Caelan. <coughs> Are we learning something? Therefore, this is Luke chapter 3 verse 8. Therefore, produce fruits that are consistent with repentance. Meaning that you cannot say that you are repentant when your fruits speak of something else. You cannot. Go to Galatians 5. You cannot. And don't start saying to yourself, we have Abram. And then it continues. Don't say these things. Show me your fruits. The fig tree was standing there tall and mighty, and he wanted maybe to say to Jesus, my scientific name is Africanus Fignotaris, I don't know what, I can And then I've been here for 40 years, and I've been in Jesus. It's like, I hear all these nice things. I've been through Bible school, I've done this, I've done that, I see visions and stuff, but your fruit stinks. How do we know you are repented when we see your fruits? Can I bring it home? Can I bring it home? And sorry, brother, gift for using this example, Sister Shirley, very few people spoke to her. But the fruits, her fruits were louder than her voice. Much louder. 
Much louder. I don't have to tell you to treat people better if you say that you are repent. I don't have to beg for your forgiveness. You don't have to beg for mine. I don't have to see you treat me better and then disrespect your husband. I don't have to ask you anything if you say that you are repented. The Holy Spirit will drive you. Her fruits, her fruits. So we'll just say, hello, pastor. Thank you. But her fruits spoke volumes. It was so huge. When I came into her presence, I was humbled. She wasn't an apostle. She wasn't, she wasn't even an usher. What are you frachter? We hate one another and yet with the same mouth, same mouth. Hallelujah. Lord, you are, you are this and that. And I have work to do on myself. Repent. It's not a religious thing where you feel emotional and then they play songs like, Lord, I give you. It is by your fruits you will know them. Carry fruit that is consistent. Consistent. Because God comes for fruit, not gifts. Gifts are for edification of the church. Fruit is for the satisfaction of the relationship God has with you. Show me your fruits. By your fruits, you will know them. And many people looked at Stephen like, look at this unschooled boy, Usher. He serves apostles who want to tell me, I've been here 40 years teaching the law, still missing God. Why? Because when they were pressed, they became angrier than the people that sat at the tavern that they judged. I know of pastors in Bali. Here in Renfontein, they don't speak to one another. Pastors, they don't speak to one another. And don't think of examples. There are some that haven't been spoke, speaking to each other for five, ten years. What spirit are you transferring? When I hear something about Prof. Julius... What is my first response? Is it one of love, or compassion, or judgment? When you hear something about me, what is your first response? Because your first response tells us where, which kingdom you come from. Can I, can I make a simple example? First response of Americans always to any situation is what? Mostly arrogance. Because the kingdom is an arrogant one. And if you're convicted, repent. Don't justify. Don't say, yeah, my he, he talks so No. I will speak for myself. That's why Moses said, and they don't have the verse there in Deuteronomy, he says, I bring this day before you. It's recorded for heaven and earth. I said before you, life and death, blessings and curses. Choose life. Choose life. And many of you are sitting here saying, Pastor, I'm struggling with this. I found myself often between these two kingdoms and I know now that I'm actually here and I'm just jumping in there now and then because I need something from God. Stop playing. Many of us will still be caught whilst jumping in transit here. Choose life. This is not judgment. When God gives you submissions in this age, Sister Betty, it's, it's love. He loves you. God would hate you if he just tells you that everything is going to go well with you. I mean, how must gift feel? Worshipping there, everybody else, his girlfriend worshipping, not knowing that the angels are already getting themselves ready to come down to earth. But no warning. I felt bad. I'm like, God, I, stay, I stood here. I got word of knowledge of a lot of things. But I did not even smell the glory of God already on her. God is like, why? So that you could get the glory. 
We are so full of ourselves. We are so full of ourselves. Repent for the kingdom of God is at end. The kingdom of God is at end. Because this place will be flooded with miracles and all these things. But none of them will reach this point. Unless we repent. This week, what we're going to do, and they'll announce it, this is the last week of fasting. Go home. Write the things that you're struggling with. And ask God this week to help you get victory over those things. Don't lie. If it's lust, light rust, lust. If it's hatred for someone, write it. Don't make it an emotional thing. Get over the emotions and I and sit there with a clear mind and go into fasting this week and ask God to help you. Seek you first the kingdom of what? God and all its righteousness. Not houses, not cars, not all these things. Those things will be added when you walk right. God says, remove all those lists of all those things. I want your heart. I don't see your heart on there. I don't see your soul on there because your soul is being held in. They're playing FIFA 23 with your soul in hell. That's why one day you wake up and you're all fire. Making coffee and saying, this is amazing grace. And one o'clock you're depressed for no reason. Because the demons are sitting laughing in hell with your soul. God says, all you need to do is repent. Make a decision to become a citizen of, we will do the rest. My angels will be there in the flesh of light. It says, hey, give what belongs unto the king of kings. Not negotiating. Negotiation was between you and God. And he puts it in the bosom of peace. Repent. Does not mean things will not. Stephen saw the Lord and he died. Surely saw the Lord and still died. We are not meant to stay here forever. But I tell you, there's no grace or mercy beyond the grave. There's no worship team. There's no screens. There's no fence. There's no communion. There's nothing. You are silent and your works will talk. And the books will be opened. We cannot just wait for 10 services. People don't even do that anymore. Repent. Seek Him as you can. If you hear and you need prayers, just stand. Every eye closed, every head bowed. If you hear and you need prayers, just stand.